0: You really can't have any limitations on what you should share on air. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, don't talk about this, don't talk about that, or, or you don't feel comfortable talking about certain things. Well, if you don't talk about certain things, people are never going to connect with you.
1: Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio.
0: I messed up Bo Canada in front of 35,000 people. And it wasn't just bad, it was horrific to watch it on YouTube you won't even be able to watch it. It was so bad. And that was the moment where I had to just own it.
2: Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media-morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. If you're not familiar with Josie Dye, well, you're in for a treat. She's a Canadian radio and television personality currently the morning host on Indy 88, CIND-FM in Toronto. Her syndicated Josie's Top 20 airs on stations across Canada and has hosted Oh so Cosmo on Cosmo TV and Hit or Miss on CMT Canada. She's also hosted Canada's Cutting Edge Music Festival, Wake Stock, and Brand With On Demand is so proud to welcome her, Josie Dye. Hey, Josie.
0: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
1: Doing great. great. Welcome aboard. Now, you've had big hits on both radio and TV, so I'm not going to ask you which one you like better, but I am going to ask, what are some of the big differences between those two?
0: Well, I think they're completely different beasts. Some people say if you can do radio, you can do TV. That's not entirely true. You have to look comfortable on TV, and people forget that is a huge skill. Mm -hmm. When I first did television, I forgot about that. You know, where do you put your hands? How do you move? How do you talk to the camera? Yeah, obviously, as broadcasters on the format of radio, most of us can speak, right? But then you have to put it into a different medium. And that's a whole nother issue. They say it's 10% what you say and then 90% what you look like. And I think that's true, but it's almost true for yourself because if you feel uncomfortable on the camera, then you act uncomfortable. So it's not necessarily the listener who's watching you, who's completely examining everything about you, which I'm sure they're doing to a percent, but it's mostly you feeling really comfortable in front of that television. And then also, of course, it depends on the show. You know, I've done shows where it's a lot like radio. It's a lot like, you know, a round table where there are five people discussing topics where you would do that on the radio as well. And I find those completely refreshing. And then I've done shows where you have teleprompters and you have to act natural. And I always say, don't act on radio, uh, but on television, you're forced to. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different skill where you have to practice acting natural. And that's a really, really, really hard thing to do because none of us, well, I mean, some people are, but I don't think very many of us are actual actors or actresses as hosts. So yeah, I think it's uh, it's completely two different things. You need different skill set for television. You need a different skill set for radio. And if you're able to do both, all the power to you.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, thinking about your hit radio show on Indie 88, can you tell us the concept and the casting, basically who does what during the broadcast?
0: Sure. So it's called the Josie Dye Show. So it's, it's named after me, but we are a team. And even though my name's on the show, it's, uh, it's very much all three of us. So I think the concept has changed so much over the last three years when it comes to actually who's in charge and what I think all of us have a say, but as for structural elements and what's going on or what isn't going on air, I kind of am the one who who leads that. But for prep, what we do is we have a Google Doc and what we do is, you know, we're always adding to it. Always the three of us. It doesn't matter, you know, who's in charge of the show or who isn't. The three of us are always adding to it. And then in the morning just before the show, that's when I kind of decide what goes on and what doesn't go on. And between the three of us, we all have our skills and we all have our weaknesses and our attributes. And what I love about the three of us is that we know our weaknesses. So I know I can't be everything as the host of the show. I'm not always going to have those one-liners that my co-host will. So I never like to plan anything. Sometimes, oh, sometimes, and it's so rare. Sometimes we will practice. Very rare. Very rare. Rehearsal. there's like occasions. So as an example, uh, this is a, a really sad example, but a coworker of ours passed away a couple of weeks ago and we did a charity, sort of like a telethon all day for him to raise money in, in a charity that something that he loved. And then we had to get to the very end, like the very last break. we're like, what are we going to do? This is it. Like this is the, we reached our goal. We, you know, we raised this much money. So we did rehearse it. Like that was one of those moments where we're like, okay, I'm gonna go first, then you're gonna go, then you're gonna talk about this, then we're gonna end with a clip and then we're gonna come back to me. So stuff like that, like I'm I'm there, I'm writing it out, I'm figuring out structurally how it's gonna go. But for the most part, we you know, we know our roles. We know our roles really well. And we try to have a lot of fun and we don't rehearse anything and we never act. That's our big thing. We never act. And uh with that, all three of us are our team and we're great at being a team.
1: Yeah. Well, you can sure hear that just coming through the speakers, but I'm also seeing a robust online presence, both for your brand personally, the show and the station overall. So the question is, who handles all of that and what criteria do you use when you determine which content goes onto what platform or not?
0: So I handle my own brand. We have a digital department for the radio station and they do, of course, indie, uh, except for when it comes to our show and we do our own show. So we have Carlin in the group who's in his 20s. He's he. I laugh because he's really, really good at social media, way better than we are. So he handles a lot of the Twitter. So we, we definitely divide between what we put online and where we put it. When it comes to Twitter, we put like our snippets of gold up there, our polls, our wars with other fun celebrities. Like right now, our team, the, the Raptors, are in the NBA championship. So we have a little war going on with Smash Mouth. We keep that up on Twitter and uh, Carlin, <laughs> Carlin handles all that. And then Insta is all the time. It's constant between the three of us. We're constantly posting to NDR to our own. And we try to do you know four stories a day on Insta plus one, one in the in the feed. and on our own and on Indies and we always tag ourselves because I mean you know, you, you have to you're, you're still a brand as well. But yeah, we're really, really into the social media aspect of our job because we know that's how people are gonna find us. and hey, it's, it's 2019. So now with IGTV, you can put all your audio up there as well, which we don't like to do that much of, but I mean, who needs a website when you have something like Kaji TV, when you can just host a mm-hmm. small piece of your show on online. So mm-hmm. that as well.
2: Yeah. But You seem to have a real inside view of Canada's music scene. Obviously it would seem that most artists and acts now come to you, but Josie, what tips would you have for Sony just starting out who wants to establish contact with music stars?
0: Well, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've had lots of interviews. And even ten years ago, I think there, at least in Toronto, there are fewer rock stations. So I've managed to establish personal connections with a lot of the musicians to the point where, and I I think labels would hate me for this, but to the point where if I need someone asap, I'll just contact them on their phone, and then the label get angry after, you know, because you're supposed to go through the right channels. But I, I don't know, I mean, I try to it's a hard question because I think that's also comes that comes with time in, right I mean I've been doing it for so long that i've just ha- I've just formed relationships with some of these artists either by going to shows or interviewing them or just mutual friends. Canada is very different from America, where you know Canada is vast and it's huge, but Toronto is the hub, and if anybody needs anything, they're in Toronto, so I have that advantage over a lot of people who are living in Newfoundland or Halifax or or wherever.
2: And to be fair to you, you probably developed a reputation among musicians, right? I mean, word gets out about you.
0: Well, and I think it's not just me, it's the stations, right? So I've worked at Edge and I worked at Indie. That's the two big rock radio stations. And, you know, artists know that if they want to break their song in Canada... And they need those stations. Even America, they understand the relevance and the importance of those two stations. So they're definitely going to try to make a connection. And yeah, I mean, I just think reach out. (laughs) Labels are going to hate me. You know, whether it's on Instagram or wherever, reach out. A lot of these artists and musicians are doing these things on their own. They're not having their managers handle their accounts. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make it, you know, hey, I would love it if you could come on for two minutes and do this. There you go. And if that works, yeah, then it's awesome. Yeah. And I found
1: too that a lot of times the gatekeepers or the people who are acting as managers sometimes just want to show their power and say no when the artist, if you reach them directly, says, hey, sure, I'd love to. I bet you found the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, um, that's how I've kind of I've just kind of gone through my own channels, and it's worked for me in the past, so I continue to do that. Sorry to all the wonderful labels out there. Yeah.
2: The star of Toronto Morning Radio, Josie Dye. She's great. Somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Just email us at show at brandwithondemand.com, and your guests could join a list of superstars, including Intercom's Brian Kelly, the CHR captain of that company, and so
1: many others. And coming up, Toronto's Josie Dye from Indie881 shares some things she knows now that she wishes she knew way back then.
2: What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is why will you choose Music Master? Find out at MusicMaster.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood on demand. The star of Toronto Morning Radio, Josie Dye. She's great. Josie, what one thing do you know now that you really wish you knew way back when?
0: Uh for me, I think there are two things. I think the first thing and the most important thing is to be real. Don't exaggerate a story. Don't fake something that's not true. You just, you have to be yourself. And with that means you really can't have any limitations on what you should share on, on air. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, don't talk about this, don't talk about that, or, or you don't feel comfortable talking about certain things. Well, if you don't talk about certain things, people are never going to connect with you. So being a broadcaster isn't just about being able to engage and tell stories. It's also being open to allowing the public to completely know who you are, the good and the bad. You know, whether it's going through a breakup or a divorce or losing someone close, or it's just doing something ridiculous and being embarrassed about it, I think all of those things need to be shared on air. And that's what being real is all about. And then the other thing I think is that you can't be everything. So you're never going to be the superstar that's good at everything. So if you're on a morning show, rely on your team, because if you don't have this aspect, somebody else will have it. And I think that's really important. You can be an incredible broadcaster without pleasing everyone. You just have to be able to rely on your team. So I think those two things are the most important. And when I started, I thought I had to be everything for everybody. And I also limited what I, I spoke about. And now it's completely changed.
1: So knowing that you've done more than your share of television too, does the same thing hold true for TV or more directly for radio station video?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, on television, if it's a scripted show, your personality is only going to shine so much, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to be able to to completely be yourself. Uh, But if it's a non-scripted show, 100% let's take a show like the view or something like that okay. that's uh, that's where all of these things come into play you have to be yourself you have to overshare there's a a feeling of sometimes sliminess when you're like oh god i'm oversharing like people do on social media well when <laughs> you're a broadcaster people want to know you they want to get to know you and mm-hmm. you have to share
1: so is that something you kind of always knew or something you had to learn
0: no not at all so i i had a really really bad as soon as I mentioned this, people are gonna go Google. It's the worst thing to Google in the world. I messed up oh Canada in front of thirty five thousand people here oh in my Canada. Lord. yep mm. and it wasn't just bad. It was horrific. it mm. is to watch it on YouTube, you will you won't even be able to watch it. It was so bad. and that was the moment where, I had to just own it. I had to, like, what are you supposed to do? How do you walk away from that? I owned it. Mm. I had fun with it. I've been having fun with it. It's been 10 years now. And I can't believe how many people and how many doors opened for me once I just owned it and, you know, said, this is what I did. And then they kind of treated me like a normal person versus like this Fake broadcaster. You know,
2: they could could relate to you. You know, you're a human at that point, right?
0: Sure, sure. You know, you you tell your most embarrassing moments. You talk about your loved ones and what they're going through. You talk about how 50% of the time you hate your husband. Mm. (laughs) People relate to that. And you forget that people are completely normal in the car when they're listening and they don't want this shiny new toy on the air. They want somebody who's scratched and who has problems. That's what they want. So, that's what I've been doing, and uh, and I think it's going well.
2: Our thanks to the amazing Josie Dye. We're going to learn a lot from this Canadian multimedia superstar. And now you can see how she does it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com.
1: As always, special thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber. And next time, we get some inside thoughts from someone who spent his entire life inside radio. Managing costs that's extremely important, but there has to be a knowledge and understanding of how do you manage those costs without hurting your product and damaging the reason people want to market or advertise with you begin with. Yep. Let's face it, if you turn off the power, you save a lot of money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Media thought leader extraordinaire, Mike McVeigh. That's a wrap, Kipper.
2: We're going to talk about your path, the one that you need to be on, and the one you're on now. You'll find it in the show notes, one-minute Martinizing at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin.
1: And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brandwith be wide. And in the end, the profits you take.
2: or redistribution of Brandwith On Demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. Brandwidth On Demand.
1: Not your average quarter hour.
2: Dave
1: Martin
2: and Kipper uh-huh. McGee. Brandwith On Demand.